You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, local, state, national, covering down on all the issues. And like that dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is a rainy Thursday afternoon, 2.06 p.m., but Boomer's on the board. Hello, Boomer. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm hanging in there on this rainy day here. <laughs> I'm saying. And, and by the way, we already got one text on the line uh, saying, hope you guys are well. I didn't get to hear the camels yesterday. Well, so true. I will, I will say uh, I wound up having a trial. Uh, you know, I'm still a practicing attorney. Uh, a lot of my cases, the judges are accommodating, and I can do most of my stuff in the mornings. But uh, I had a trial that was expected to last all day, maybe even to today. Uh, but we wound up getting that resolved favorably. And uh, so yesterday I was lawyer Phil. Today I'm back to radio <laughs> Phil. So uh, glad to be back with you. But, I, Boomer, you know what we need to do, though? What's that? Since we didn't get to do it yesterday, and John <gasps> yes. from Huntsville has already expressed the fact that he missed it, uh, I'm pretty true. sure we got to go with Camel. I like it. Do it. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Guess what day it is. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, Mike what Mike. day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie. Guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There. Now. There it was. We have made the week better at this point. And so, yeah, you guys have made it. You're past hump day, actually. You've made it past uh, camel day. But uh, there. We can't go a week without playing the camel. So, yay. Um, man, we got a full show for you. Uh, I'm pretty stoked about it because um, uh, the the hosts of the brand new Right Side podcast, <laughs> The Right Life, Boomer and McQueen, are going to be on at 3.30 today. That's you, right. You darn right you are. Darn right. I, I got news. Are you on the camera right now? Put yourself oh, on camera. Man. See, I always forget to do you that. You got the hat. I, know, I do have the hat you right got, there. Boomer's already got swag for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, this is like... It's, is, it's it's a real deal. It's a it's a real deal. The <laughs> the right life hat is on his head right now. I hear you've got like hats and shirts and swag bags and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, bags, hats, t-shirts. No key change or socks yet. We're not up there. Well, <laughs> have you, but do you have a coffee mug? Oh, coffee mug. You have to drink coffee to have a coffee mug. Oh, I could go hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, Boomer and McQueen today at 3.30. I love that segment we've been doing with them, and uh, I just saw McQueen out in the office here, and she'll be here in a little while. So Boomer McQueen, 3.30. And then at 4 o'clock, and this is kind of cool. You know, we say all the time that it's funny that our second biggest podcast audience is California. Well, I've got a California state senator calling into the show at 4 o'clock today. Her name's Melissa Melendez. We met at a conference, uh, a very conservative policy conference, and uh, she and I follow each other on Twitter. She posted something that just caught my eye the other day, and I thought, man, that's just nuts. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a, a segment we're going to do today about government getting it wrong. Well, she's going to be calling in, talking about things that actually are happening in California right now, and give us some perspective from someone on the ground. So that's at 4 o'clock p.m., 4, 4 p.m., California State Senator Melissa Melendez. And then I still got a triple dipper, so hit it. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. 
That's right. The Triple Dipper, three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. Uh, Number one, the whole segment is called When Government Gets It Wrong. And it's not just a little bit. It's like when government gets it wrong, uh, things that are happening. And I've got a story right now, by the way, that will boggle your mind that came out of uh, a school right here in our listening area. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about it. When government gets it wrong. Number two on the Triple Dipper, homework. So this is a segment on the economy. The Biden economy has been uh, having, you know, just ripple effects throughout the entire economic infrastructure of, uh, of the United States, not the least of which is the housing market. Realtors, interest rates, what's happening? Did the Fed raise the rate yesterday? Oh, by the way, yes, they did again. We'll talk about this in number two of the Triple Dipper, homework. And then number three, the paper chase, you know, the... The whole Biden paper chase continues to just be odd. It's weird, y'all. I mean, I'm looking at it thinking, okay, as if it wasn't weird enough that they raided Mar-a-Lago and they got documents that they already knew were there. Uh, but now we keep finding things in Biden's possession in different places scattered around, you know, like the Johnny Appleseed of paper. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Number three on the Triple Dipper paper chase. Well, let me let me go into my comments now. Um I don't know if you saw this or not, but we're seeing a dust-up on social media right now about the beloved Mr. Rogers. Remember him? Mr. Rogers, the mild-mannered guy who came in every day, took off his suit jacket and his dress shoes, and he sang, It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, while he tied on his sneakers. A video just resurfaced on social media that has liberals all up in arms. Somebody found an old clip of Mr. Rogers. It's a video that's well over four decades old of Mr. Rogers singing a song about boys being boys and girls being girls, and that's the way they're born, and that girls will be the mommies and boys will be the daddies because that's the way they're born. It's amazing to watch liberals freak out about this. A video that affirms children simply because of how they look, how they were born, should be non-controversial, but obviously it's not. Suddenly a video that created no friction in society at all for the last 40 years is deemed to be heretical and somehow tearing a hole in the fabric of our culture. Well, the liberal outcry would be laughable if it weren't so evil. So before I chase that thread some more, let me just back up and tell you a side story. I had a conversation recently with someone about, you know, matters of faith. We're talking through why I believe what I believe. As a Christian, one who believes that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, how do I reconcile that as a matter of my mind as much as my heart? In other words, how do I take a matter of faith and wrap my brain around it? Well, it was an analytical conversation. We talked through the great proofs of the Bible, like the fact that history indicates that the accounts of the Bible are real, that the science of archaeology can show how clear indications are that the recounting of key events and places in Scripture is accurate, the fact that other cultures and non-biblical texts support the Bible. We talked about the evidences in my own life, you know, like places and things where stuff happened that seemed well beyond chance that I attribute to God's intervention. Well, toward the end of the conversation, though, and here's my point, the person I was talking to sort of brought their part of the conversation to an end by saying something like, well, I'm sure that means a great deal to you, but I'm just not there yet. I mean, it's a fair response. And I told the person that I get it. But then I said something that apparently really got their attention without even meaning to. I told them, I said this, I said, my faith leads me to live a life of honesty and faithfulness and strength and a sense of duty and loyalty and love. And I said, the bottom line is, if it turns out in the end that I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. But if it turns out in the end that you're wrong, you've lost everything. I believe that to be a true statement. 
It applies to more than just my faith, though. I think that's a statement that can be attributed to much of what we're seeing in today's woke culture. And I'm going to get back to Mr. Rogers in a minute. Not the least of which, by the way, getting back to culture is the constant haranguing right now for gender transitions of children. A life-altering treatment regime, sometimes including actual surgeries, that can actually alter a child's life forever. You see, I choose to believe that children are not a mistake. In my view, a child born to this world is meant to be a child born to this world and that the biological sex of that child is not assigned at birth, it just is at birth. To say otherwise is to immediately call into question the child's ability to, be, ability to be anything other than a victim for the rest of their lives. It's like saying, oh, you poor child, you were born wrong. You were supposed to be a boy. Somehow you came out of the womb as a girl. Now you're living a mistake, forever trapped in the wrong body, or at the very least forever only made whole by medical intervention and the emotional distress of wondering who you'll always be. You see, that's, that's predatory thinking. Telling a child that they are not right in ways that cannot be changed without life-altering therapy is basically emotional abuse. And then once those therapies begin, it's actually physical abuse, in my opinion. What would we think, literally, what would we think of a parent who we witnessed telling their child that they're an idiot and they can't do anything right? We would think they were abusive, right? What would we think of a parent who kept their child over-medicated so they wouldn't be a bother to the parent anymore? Well, we would think them to be abusive, wouldn't we? But yet we as a nation are standing by while hordes of unreasonable accusations by adults towards minors are foisted on these precious kids, telling them that the way they were born is wrong, that in essence, they are wrong. And so we commit them to medical interventions. And I have to say it, you are doing this to a child, a child who is not allowed by law to make their own medical decisions, a child who is protected by laws against statutory rape because they're deemed to be incapable of consenting to sex with an adult. A child who is not allowed to enter into contracts on their own by law. A child that can't drink until they're 21. They can't buy cigarettes. They can't join the military. But yet adults are willing to tell that precious child that they were made wrong and they have to have a surgery. Here's the thing, going back to what I said earlier. Despite all the arguments to the contrary, if I'm right, and that child is allowed to wait until they're an adult to make their own life-altering decisions, they've lost nothing. But if the so-called adults making these medical transition changes are wrong, then that child has lost everything. Literally, they have lost their physical identity, their emotional well-being, all because an adult couldn't affirm them as the way they were born. Now, thankfully, the state of Alabama has already passed legislation to put an end to gender transition therapies and surgeries for kids here in our state. The state of Utah joined that fight by passing similar legislation just yesterday. But listen... In March of 2017, there was an article in Ed Week that cited the UCLA study. It indicated that there were roughly 150,000 high school-age kids that identified as transgender nationwide, 150,000. It was like 0.7% nationwide in 2017. But in June of 2021, just a mere, mm, what, four years later, a research brief was published by the American Academy of Pediatrics that came to the conclusion that the number is now closer to 10% of high school students reporting a gender diverse identity. The new study did not assign an actual number to the percentage, but mere extrapolation of the data between the two studies would mean that the number of kids that the American Academy of Pediatrics claims now identify as other than their biological sex is over a million nationwide. Now I would hazard a guess, an educated but non-scientific guess, that the numbers are actually reflective of adults pushing an agenda and trying to work kids into it with a zeal that only an activist can bear. 
You see, I believe Mr. Rogers got it right. I believe that children are born the way they are, intentionally. That the girls are designed to be girls, the boys are designed to be boys. I don't believe that millions of kids were born wrong. I don't. I don't believe that suddenly, despite ages of history of mankind notwithstanding, that we have a sudden new phenomenon. We don't. What we do have, though, is an age in which activist adults have lost the sense of propriety that their adult versions of the world are not supposed to be foisted on the children of the world. The lines have been allowed to be blurred. Anything goes. Children can be mutilated just to prove the adult's point. And if I'm right, if I'm right, then that child would have lost nothing by waiting till they were of the age of majority. But if those adults who are perpetrating this madness on kids are wrong, then those children have lost everything. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, listen, that's hard stuff. And it's amazing that that's controversial. In God's name, why is it controversial to think that a child born a boy or a child born a girl should not be affirmed for who they are? And yet what we're seeing right now is adults who are pushing their agenda on kids who by law are not allowed to make their own decisions. And it's, to me, it's evil. It just is. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 